Okay, so Moshe um, Chnarch over here, Simakuf Lamates in Yerdea. So we've been learning the past uh, past couple times. We've been learning about the halachas of Avodah Zara in terms of the Israhana, the uh, the prohibition of having any benefit from Avodah Zara proper, from Noya Avodah Zara, from uh, uh, decorations for Avodah Zara, adornments of Avodah Zara, and Takrevis Avodah Zara, Karbanis sacrifices that are offered. To That's what we've been talking about. So now in the Shulchan Aruch and Sif Gimel, he's going to uh, begin to describe to us exactly some more of the details in terms of what is considered to be a sacrifice that would be Asr Bahana for us, and what's a sacrifice that you're not allowed to offer, it would be Asr to actually offer it, but it doesn't become Asr Bahana. That's what we're going to see soon. And um, from there we'll take it to... Uh, Maybe some unexpected places. Okay, so it says in Shulchan like this, in Sif Gimel. So again, Kuf Lamates, Sif Gimel. Yeah, those that have a Shulchan is great. If not, um, next time. The, I'll try to make copies next time for the Shulchan So the Shulchan writes like this. Again, it's a pretty straightforward halacha. Ezo noi, ve'ezo takroivis. What's an example of something that is an adornment for Avodah And what's an example of something that's a carbon, a takroivis for Avodah so noi, so an example of an adornment of something that's there to uh, to beautify and to bring covet to the Avodah is kegayin shemadlik lofinei neiros. Let's say they light candles in front of the Avodah Zara. Aishatach lofinei begadim vekelam noim, or they place before it beautiful clothing, nice rugs, or something like that. Lenoi, all for the purposes of beautifying the Avodah Zara. So then those objects, the candles, the the carpet, whatever, all these things. That would be Asr Bahana. Okay. Vitakrivis. Now, what about an example of Karbanas that would become Asr Bahana? So this is where it gets interesting. There's a number of, 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 of sort of um, conditions uh, that a carbon would have to fit into to become Asr Bahana for us. Again, any time that you sacrifice anything for Avodah Zara, definitely, you're definitely not allowed to do that. But the question is, for, would that sacrifice become Asr Bahana? It has to fall into certain conditions. So he says like this, Vitakrivis, when it comes to a car, uh, sacrifice for Avodah Zara, so condition number one, uh, or situation number one, if what's being offered is something that in the Beis HaMikdash is also offered, then automatically that thing becomes Aser. For example, any food, let's say meat, so meat we have karbanis in the base of Migdash. Shmanim, like oils. Also, you have oil in the base of Migdash when it comes to mincha and so on. Slasa is flour. Again, we have minchas in the base of Migdash. Mayim is water. By Nisachamayim, we have water. Melach, salt, is brought with many karbanis. So all these objects which are sacrificed on the Mizbeach in the base of Migdash, imenich lufenel, ashem takrevis, if you place that before Navadizara, the purposes of offering it as a carbon of some sort. So in Esamiyad, then those objects become Asr. So, yeah, and we talked about this last week, that when it comes to uh, sacrifices for Avadizar to become Asr, part of the concept is, is that you're sort of betraying the Beis Amigdash. Like, these are things, these are offerings and, sa- and you know, services that should be dedicated to Beis Amigdash, and sort of you're using it for unholy purposes, and that itself makes it even worse. So, case number one, if you're offering an object that that object is similarly brought in the Beis HaMikdash, so that's also going to become Aser. Again, it, it, obviously, it doesn't have to be every exact detail in the Beis HaMikdash. Like the flower that you're offering to the Vaidazar doesn't have to be exactly the same type of flower that would be kosher for the Mincha in the Beis HaMikdash. There's many qualifications that the flower of a Mincha in the Beis HaMikdash has to have. But the point is, this is, you know, it's flower. It's flower. So you got the basic, it's the basic gist of what's going on in the Beis HaMikdash. That will become Aser. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Avodover she'ein makriv menem b'fnim. But let's say you're offering an object which uh, doesn't have any uh, twin in the base of Megdash. So einu neser that will not become aser. Elam kein aser menu ke'en zvicha ke'en zrika. Now this is an interesting case. The if you have an object, so again, case number one, an object that you're offering which has a parallel in base of Megdash, aser that the object becomes aser. Case number two. Offering an object which does not have a parallel in Beis Hamikdash, so then it'll become aser if you have two conditions. Condition number one, that this object that you're offering to Avodah Zara is an object that's normally used for the surf, for the service of this Avodah Zara. Condition number one, and condition number two, the way you're sur- the way you're sacrificing this object 
is similar on some level to shechita or zrika. If it's similar to shechita, slaughtering an animal, or zrika, or spilling the blood on the mizbech by the Beis Amigdash, and you're doing this to an object which is normally used for this Avodah Zara, then that'll become Aser. So he gives an example, you, you'll see what it, what it means. So he says, again, if you have an object which is not usually brought in the Beis Amigdash, so it's not meat, it's not oil, it's a, um, a stick, I don't know if it's, a, it's hair, who knows, something like this. It doesn't become Aser. Unless, condition number one, if what you're, the service that you're performing for this Avadizar is similar to Shechita or Zrika, which means that it's Mishtaberis, that what you're, what you're doing is taking something which, which, is, which has the ability of being scattered. Zrika is blood, which is liquid. You spill it on the Mizbeach, so you have something and it splatters. It literally becomes into small little pieces, small little, uh, you know, sprinkles of blood. Same thing with shechita. Shechita also, which is a service of the blood, anything blood-related, Chazal identify having this quality of it being able to be mishtaberis. It, it, it uh, has the ability of, of falling into many, many little, part, little uh, particles. That's, if you're doing a service which has that quality of taking something that's solid, that's one, and turning it into many little pieces, then that will become Aser as well. So that's condition number one. And condition number two, you're doing this with an object that the Avodah Zarah is, that is supposed to be used in the service of this Avodah Zarah. Even though what you're doing in terms of an act that's similar to Zrika and Shechita is not exactly how this Avodah Zarah is served. So now he gives an example to make it clear. Ketzad, what do I mean? Let's say you have an Avadizara that the normal way of service is the way of service of this Avadizara is that they would take a stick and bang it on the floor in front of the Avadizara to make noise. That was, that was the way Avadizara was done. Now, there's no, now if you were to do that, you're not allowed to do that, right? That's, that's Avadizara. But there is no parallel to that in the Beis HaMikdash. So... So it wouldn't fit into the first category of doing something which has a twin in the Beis HaMikdash. But let's say you take a stick. So the Avadizara, the, 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 the worship of this Avadizara is something to do with sticks. So if you take a stick, though, and now you worship this Avadizara in a way that's similar to Zrika or Shechita, then the stick will become Aser. What do I mean? Let's say you take this stick and you break it into a million pieces in front of the Avadizara. So now you fulfilled those two conditions. You're using an object which this Avadizara is comfortable using, and you did a service which is similar to Shechita or Zrika, that you took one thing and made it into little, little pieces. That, then the stick will become Aser. That's the second case. So again, Ketzad. So let's say again, the way it's served usually is by taking a stick and hitting it on the floor and making noise. But instead of doing that, v'shiver makalofenah, you broke the stick in front of the avodizar. So nesser, then the stick will become aser. Why? Because by breaking the stick, daim lezvicha. That's similar to shechita in that way. Avalim ein oivdin of makal. But if let's say you do this to an avodizar that has nothing to do with sticks, so then you might have done a service which is similar to a shechita or a zrika that you took something and you broke it into smaller pieces. But uh, sticks have nothing to do with this of a desire. So then it won't become Aser either. Uh, but if it's an Avadizar that its service has nothing to do with sticks, and you broke a stick in front of it, you'll not be Chayev Misa for such a thing, and the stick won't become Aser. Fine. However, if you did the normal service, which is making noise with the stick, which is a normal way, not just the object is normal, but the whole process that you did is absolutely what the Avadizara is about. So Chayev, that's your Chayev Misa for such a thing, that's called Avadizara. But again, the object won't become Aser, because it doesn't fit into these conditions. Again, like we talked about last week, to become Aser, it has to be related to Beis HaMikdash. Either Mamish, what you're offering is also offered in the Beis HaMikdash, like oil and, uh, and uh, flour, like we said before, or at least the service that you're doing is 
using an object that is that is used by this Avodah Zarah, and the way you're using it is similar to Shechita or Tizrika. And then it'll become Aser. Okay? And, and, and just in general, anytime you serve Avodah Zarah in a way that's normally, that it's normally served, whether it be in a way that we would identify as an honorable way, or if, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually illogical and, and it's being served in a, in a, in a disgraceful way, the Ainakan Panim, and it has nothing to do with being in the base of Migdash. If it's the normal way for this Avaidizara, Chaiv again, that's Chaiv Misa, it's Avaidizara, but Vali Nasr, but the object won't become Asr. Avalim Lai Avda Bamakal Gidar Chavidasai, Elazarku Lufineha, Aina Chaiv Loi Nasr. But if you again, if you're let's say instead by the stick case, so instead of hitting it, which is the normal way of of that Avaidizara, which would then make you Chaiv Misa, and instead of breaking it, which would then make the stick usser, because it's similar to shechita. You just take the stick and you do something completely different. You just like throw it at the avodah or do something else. So then it's nishtehin nishteher. You didn't do the normal avodah, and you didn't do similar to the beis hamikdash. So then you're not chayiv misa because you didn't do the normal avodah, and it's not usser because you didn't do similar to the beis hamikdash. That's what the shulchan aruch says. Again, that's the, the basic halacha. So again, that's what the shulchan aruch is telling us that that uh, in case of takrovis, you need to follow these conditions for the thing to become usser. Again, either you're offering something which literally is offered in beis hamikdash. Or, if it's not that, at least it's something that is normally used for this Avodah Zarah, and the way you're using it now is similar to Shechit and Zrika. By the way, there's, a, you know, there's, there's an actual case that came up a bunch of years ago that's very related to this halacha. Remember the, like, the, the wigs, right? Remember years ago there was like the, the wig issue, right? There was like a whole to-do, the Indian, the Indian hair. There was a whole to-do that, uh, so what was the story? So the story was, is that, again, I'm not, I don't really know 100% and the ins and outs, but evidently it, it came to the attention of, uh, of Rabbanim that a lot of hair that was coming from India, the way they got it and so on, was that there was a service that was done, I think by the, by the Galachim or, or somehow for the people that served these Avadizaras, they would shave their head and they would take their hair and they would present it before the Avadizara. And then the hair that was, it was then gathered together and sold for wigs. So the question is, so it's irrelevant, you know, it wouldn't have to, it's irrelevant for us whether those people violated the prohibition of Avadizar. But the question is, would that hair be now Aser Bahana for a Jew to have? So it has to do with this Sif and Halach, but let's break it down. Category one, does that, that something's Aser Bahana if it has a twin Avaida, if this is something that's offered in Besam English. Well, obviously not. There's no such thing as sacrificing hair in Besam English. Huh? So that's, that's not a carbon. That's not a carbon. That was mitzad, a personal halach of Naziris uh, to get rid of his hair. But that was mitzad hilchas carbon. The carbon was completely kosher, regardless of uh, that. They, they wouldn't even, it wasn't even on the Mizbeach. It was in the, the fire that was used to cook the meat of the carbon. So it's an unrelated halacha. So there's no such thing in the Beis HaMikdash as offering hair. But the other condition, it, right, so this, that, that, that's where the issue came. This of a desire, evidently, the normal way of serving it was with hair. And hair is something, you plop it down, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, all the, every hair separates. So it's like, it's like zrika, it's like shechita, so it becomes aser. It's pretty, it's, it was a problem, it's a problem, right? So it was like, wig burning was a whole uh, to do. What it, it turned out, I, again, maybe, maybe it's still, maybe some people still don't, don't believe this, any, I'm not sure, but I think what uh, became clear is that there was actually a, mis, a miscommunication or like a, mistranslation when they investigated the Avodah When these people that served Avodah like this, when they described what they were doing, they were speaking in Indian or whatever dialect they were speaking in, and what was translated was is that they're offering their beauty to the Avodah Now, in English, that means, I mean, their beauty is their hair, and they're, they're offering it. That's so that they're bringing their hair as Avodah But really what they spoke to people that, like, I think it was a, a ger or a Balchuva that that was like an expert in these in, the, in those in those uh, religions, and he explained that's not that's not what they mean. What they're doing is is that they're sacrificing their beauty. They're making themselves ugly. L'shem avodizar. The hair is not. It's not the chefza that they're offering to avodizar like that. That's just a the, the shaving of the head is a way of 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 disgracing themselves of making themselves ugly. 
L'shem Shemayim. And so they presented before the Vadizara, not because the Vadizara is receiving the hair and that's uh, the gift. Uh, Adarabah, they would not offer such a gift to a Vadizara. That's their way of, of making it clear, look what I've done to myself for your sake. So that's completely, it's not, it's not Takarabas at all. That was not the intention of Bechlal. So that's an interesting thing. But, but if, if it was being offered, then it, was taka, it would Takarabiyasar from this Halach and Shulchan Aruch. Okay. So, okay, so now let's go back to what the Shulchan Aruch mentioned in the beginning. So the Shulchan Aruch, again, the way, the way it started was, is the Shulchan Aruch's Ezo Noiv, Ezo Takarabas. What's an example of Karbanis, which are Aser? That's what we just went through. And the first thing was, what's an example of something which is noi, which is something that's uh, an adornment uh, there to honor the Avadizar, that's, that's also Aser. Mm-hmm. And the example that the Shulchan Aruch gave, the first example, is if you light candles before the Avadizar. So the, what the Shulchan Aruch seems to be very clear is that lighting candles before Avadizar, that's not a sacrifice. You're not, they're, they're not... That's not an avoida. They're, they're not sacrificing the candles to the avodah That's just a way of honoring the temple, honoring the avodah That's the the truth is in the in the rishonim where this is coming from. It's not clear at all like that. Uh, and you'll see what I mean. And you'll see where this is getting to. Take a look at mar, those that you have the marmokimus. Yeah, okay. So marmokim number one is a taisvis in avodah daf nunam base. Oh, okay. You have some extra here. So taisvis says like this. The Shamin and Mihacha, after discussing the sugyas and all the halachas that, that we, at least partially, we just went through, Shamin and Mihacha says Taisus the following case. We see from all of this. The Hani Neirishel Shaiva, let's say you have wax candles. And this happens to be, it's interesting, like when you, when you see the Rishonim, especially the Ashkenazi Rishonim that were dealing with Christian Europe, and the, the Bechlal and Yidin in those days had a difficult time with Parnasa Bechlal because there was a lot of, uh, they were held out a lot of, uh, from a lot of uh, industries. So some of the things that they were forced to deal with was uh, selling, buying and selling Christian uh, religious uh, articles and things like this, because that was something that very often the Christians themselves didn't want to didn't want to deal with in terms of like making money off of their religious articles. So it was something that the Yidden did. So that's why in Typhus you'll find this. It's interesting that they deal with these types of shells a lot. The Sephardic Rishonim not as much. I mean, it, you know, they'll reference things that they see in Typhus and situations and give their opinions, but it wasn't as uh, pressing, uh, you know, by the Sfardim. But he says like this, V'shamin ha'cha says Taisus, from, from all these halachas, we can deduce the following halacha, Dahani ne'er shalshayv, if you have wax candles, Shemavian darin la'avadizakachavim, which is lit and offered in, uh, in the church for avadizara, umadlikin b'fneim, and they're lit before the avadizara, umishakivan ha'koymer, and the galach, let's say, after the service comes and extinguishes the candle, and machram enosin Israel and sells it or gives it to a yid. Mutter ba'ano, then that candle will be mutter for the Jew to have benefit from. He could resell it, he could use it for whatever he wants. Why? So the manashach says, Taisvis, this is the idea. Taisvis says, I'm not sure what a candle is. When, they, when they're lighting candles in the church, I'm not sure what that is, says Taisvis. Is that an offering? Are they, are they offering the candle to the Avodah Zara? Is that takrevis? Or is it covet? Or is it noi? But it says taisus, I'm not sure. But either way, the candle will be fine. The manashach, either way. If a candle being lit in the, in the church is an offering, then Then the question doesn't start. It's definitely not asr ba'ana. Why? Well, let's break it down what we just saw. Uh, is this something that's similar to Zrik and Shechita that it breaks apart into a million pieces? No, you're lighting a wax candle. Is this something that has a parallel in Beis HaMikdash? Well, okay, right? We do have Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, right? But Taisus and all the Rishonim, this is what we're going to talk about for a few minutes, is that Taisus and all the Rishonim assume this wax candles is not considered a parallel to the Beis HaMikdash. Because in the Beis HaMikdash, it was oil. And over here, it's with wax. And therefore, that's unrelated. So says Taisvis, if candles being lit by the church is a sacrifice, then it's for sure mutter. Again, it doesn't fit any of the categories that would make a sacrifice aser. Umutter, beloy bittel. And it's mutter even if no one is nullifying the, 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 the candle from being used as a sacrifice. It's not similar to what's being offered on the mizbech. And when you have any service that's not similar to the base of Migdash, it's not a problem at all. It doesn't, uh, it's not a problem. 
Maybe, maybe when they light a candle, it's for the purposes of honoring the the the, the and that's and that's that's noy, and that will that doesn't have these conditions of based on Megdash, that'll become aser. And maybe they're lighting it for an adornment and for covet. But then, the the heter would be that when it's noy, when it's something that's an adornment for avodizar and covet, there's a halach of bittel that the the guy can come and undo the kavana that he had to make it for avodizar. But and therefore if the galach comes and extinguishes the candle. So by extinguishing the candle, in that's mamish bittle. He's undoing, uh, you know, the, if this was a covet for the for the Zara, by him extinguishing it, he's basically saying, nah, I'm not interested in honoring the Vadizara anymore. So that's that itself is an act of bittle of undoing the covet. The What he's saying is, I'm not interested anymore in it being lit for the Vadizara. What he's saying is, I want to use it for my own benefit, to sell it to a yid, to give it to a yid. And now he's taking it for his own benefit. So it says Taisvis, at the end of the day, this the candle's lit in a church, will be mutter bahana for a yid, because whether it's, I'm not sure, it might be takrivis, it might be nai, but either case, it won't become aser. Takrivis is not aser because it doesn't have any parallel in Beis Migdash, and nai, it'll be, it'll be mutter because the, the guy, the galach, is being mavatlit when he extinguishes the flame. Okay. So this is what we're going to be discussing now. This assumption that Tysus is making, and what's interesting is, I, I haven't found a region that disagrees with this, that, that wax candles is not considered a parallel to the menorah of the Beis because one is wax and one is oil. Now, the, the, to me, that's a very, very bechidish, because I mentioned before that when we have examples in the Shulchan Aruch of things that are considered a parallel, are they literally the same? I mean, there's there certain halachas about what type of oil you have to use for a mincha. And do we say that if a guy is offering oil uh, in his temple, it has to be exactly shemen zayizach? You know, there are certain no. The point, what do we say? It's basically oil. It's, it's pretty much the same. So I would, if you ask me, I would say that that uh, when you're talking about fire, the fuel that you're using to light the flame or to keep the flame going, it's somewhat inconsequential to what the flame is. I mean, the, the point is the flame. Yes. In, in Beis HaMikdash, one of the halachas is it has to be with oil. Okay, so they're missing that point. They're, they're, they're getting a lot of things wrong when they're making their sacrifices too. It wouldn't be kosher for, for karbanas either. The guy's not wearing big kahuna. The guy's not a... I mean, there's a lot of conditions that are off. You know what I'm saying? So why this nakuda being so different? What we see is, is, is a chiddush. It's a chiddush. That, yeah, the what? So, so it's true that we, we definitely pay attention to the, to the thing that's being used. And over there, really, it's for practical purposes, right? Because we want to make sure that the guy's not going to come to tilt it. So therefore, you want to use a flame, you know, something that's going to keep the flame going. But do we say that the flame is a different flame if it's being used with oil or used with wax? What's the purpose? The purpose is the flame or it's the... So it, it would... It's, it's the thing that's being burnt, and there's a big difference. So by 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 so the, the way the Rishonim understand it is that there's some sort of package deal going on where obviously the the the, the, the flame is coming and going right but the 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 when, when you're talking about the, the definition of nair that this thing is being identified as a nair so that's a nair based in English this is a nair that was being used when we think of the fuel the fuel is just there to maintain that flame you know and so. What ultimately is then, you, what, what you want to have enough from is ultimately the nair. So uh, to define this flame based as, as fundamentally different because it's, it's shaman, and this is fundamentally different because it's shaiva, is a little bit of a chiddish. It's a little bit of a chiddish. Once but, the fire is out, then what you're left with is not going to be Yeah, the question doesn't even start with it. It's not, the, the fire is, is, is the takrovis. The fi- well, one second. If the fire was the takrovis, then they don't even have to go. Like, then there's nothing left. Oh, what are we even talking about? The fact, right? So, so obviously we're we're so it's clear. Obviously, what we're, we're, we're dealing with is the shaiva. But to say that the the reason why it's not avodizara is because in the Beis Hamikdash it was using oil, and this is using and this is using using shaiva is clearly it, 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 what what it's what it's. In other words, the, 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 the act of avoida is going to make this thing aser. The act of hadlaka is what's going to make this thing aser. If, if the ikr thing is, in, is igniting a flame, right, and that act is what is defining this as 
an act of Avodah Zarah enough to be Kenpanim, then if the act itself, which is the Iker, which is the lighting of the flame, is what is Avodah Zarah, then everything that's going to be involved in that Avodah, which is Hadlaka, is going to become Aser Bana. There's no reason to get nitty-gritty and say, well, this object is dissimilar, this object is dissimilar. The point is Hadlaka. The, the, having a flame lit for Avodah Zarah is simpler to having a flame lit in Beis Amigdash. Yes, what is sustaining that flame will be different. But if you, if, if the ichor is the flame, which it is, right, and that act is similar to Beis Amigdash, then everything you're using regarding that act is going to become Asr Bahana. So it's it's so instead of focusing in on the wax or the oil, you have the first the mo- most fundamental question to really ask is: Is this service? that the guy is doing in the church, is this a service which is similar to what's done in the base of the Mikdash? I, I, w- I would think the answer would be yes. And if the service is similar because you're lighting, you're lighting a flame, you're, you're allowing a flame to be lit uh, before the Avadah Zorah, then everything that you're using in terms of that service will become Asr Bahana. The fact that all the Rishonim are saying, no, 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 it's, it's completely different. That means that what they're saying is that the act of Hadlaka is different when it's being done with oil, or whether it's being done with wax. The hadlok is different. So this is something that's, that's interesting. Now the truth is, we do find such a thing, even in halacha, that there is a fundamental difference between a flame that is being used, uh, that's being fueled by oil, versus a flame that's being fueled by, uh, by wax or other, or other things. It's coming, you know, it's almost kislev, right? So it's in that, that Ravadia has a shaila. Earlier I heard him talk about this, Let's say, I mean, now, Baruch Hashem, it shouldn't be Negea, but, you know, uh, there was such a thing. Let's say a person could only afford either lighting every night of Hanukkah only one candle of oil, right? Or he'll do Mahadrin in a Mahadrin, but it's going to be wax, right? Because we know that, obviously, Mahadrin in a Mahadrin is Kedai to do, right? And there's also a, a nice uh, thing to use oil. So which one, which one's better? You know what I'm saying? Which chumrah is nicer? To light more candles because of mahajim and mahajim? Or less candles, you're only going to do nerush shabesa, you know, one candle per night, but at least it'll be shaman's eyes. All right, so it's machlaikis, it's machlaikis. So what's interesting is, is that a number of racharinim make a very strong case that certainly you should do mahajim and mahajim more than shaman's eyes. Why? Because... Nowhere in the Gemara does it say that there's an Indian of using oil. <laughs> the Gemara tells you that such a thing is Mahajim and Mahajim. That's Medina the Gemara. Yeah, there's such a Midrashim and things that, you know, Rishonim bring down. Yeah, it's a nice chum, a nice Indian to use. But when you're making this, this question, should I be more Mahmer on using olive oil or more Mahmer on Mahajim and Mahajim? Like, Mahajim and Mahajim, it's, it's mentioned in the Gemara. Of course you go with that. But what's interesting is, is that many Echronim hold not like that. Many Echronim say, no, no, no. What you should be machmer on is more Shem and Zeis. Why? So the, the, the logic that's, that's used is, is fascinating. Is that when it comes to Mahadrin and Mahadrin, so the, what's, the, what's the Mahadrin? You're adding more candles. But with the Shem and Zayis, the candle itself is being beautiful. The, 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 the candle itself that you're using is being upgraded because of the fact that you're using Shem and Zayis. In other words, it's like you, you, quantitatively, you're lighting more candles with Mahajan and Mahajan. But qualitatively, the candle that you, are, that, you are le- that you are lighting with olive oil, it's a, it's a, better, it's a better candle. So the Akhrenim have a back and forth about this. And what, what comes from, this, from, from all the discussion when the dust settles is sort of this idea, is that the candle itself, again, the, the mitzvah is not the fuel that you're using. The mitzvah by Hanukkah is also, it's the flame. That, that, that's the point. Obviously, you need fuel to sustain it, but the mitzvah is the flame. And somehow we're saying that when the flame is being fueled with oil, it's a better flame. It's a more chash of a flame. It's a different type of flame. And so now it's more of an even balance. Am I, is it better to light a, like a one flame but a better flame because it's, because it's an oil thicker flame? Or is it better to light many, can, many flames but they're shvacher because it's wax flames? But you get this idea that there's a difference between a candle, that the, the flame is defined differently based on the fuel source that it's being given. Again, it's similar to what we're talking about over here, that, that the act of lighting in a church is, with a wax candle is fundamentally not considered an avoida that's similar to the Beis HaMikdash because it's using a different fuel. The Beis HaMikdash is with oil, and this is with shaiva. So you have this idea that the fuel that's used fundamentally changes the flame itself. 
So, okay, that, that's, uh, that's what you see. Okay, kacha, okay, it's a din, I don't know. But uh, so now let's, let's, for a few minutes, let's learn a little bit of uh, and maybe we'll get a little bit of an idea of, to understand a little bit why this is. Why would Shemin redefine the candles being different as opposed to other uh, fuel sources? Okay, take a look at Marmokka number two. This is from Sichas Malachi Yashares, page 15. Okay, it's one of the storm from Rapsadik. It's a fascinating safer. It's all about, it's about Malachim. That's really what it is. It's, uh, it's interesting. He has Sichas Malachi Yashares, and then afterwards he has a little kuncha. It's called Sichas Shedem. It's all about Shedem. So in Sichas Malachi Yashares, page 15, he's talking about something we find throughout Tanakh, that Malachim are always associated with fire. There's always an association with Malachim and fire. At many places in Tanakh, the malachim are, visions of malachim are described that they're surrounded by fire. El Yonavi, who becomes like a malach, goes up in a ch- chariot of fire. When Nevi'im were experiencing Nevua, and that's as close to being a malach as a human being can be on planet Earth, they're very often described as their face being kilapid esh, like a, like a flame of fire. Elio in particular is described like that in Tanakh, that his face was a fiery, had a fiery look when he was experiencing Nevoah. So what's this association between a malach and fire? So it's something like this. Ki fire in general. We know the four elements that we have of earth, water, wind, and fire. Fire is ha'elyan shavisodes. It's the most, um, uh, the most untangible. It's the, it's the, 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 the most spiritual, I guess. Uh, of, of the elements and of uh, the things that you could experience physically, it's the most intangible. The gam tivai, not only is it by nature less tangible, it's, it, even what it does is lalas lamala, like the, the nature of flame, like it flickers, right? It's, it's almost trying to jump off of the wick. Upulase ruchanis, and so... You know, it's 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 less tangible. It's least tangible. What it looks like as if it's trying to escape oilam haza, and what it actually does is also it destroys oilam haza. That's what fire does. It consumes things. It turns. It takes something that was a gashmi, takes something that was tangible, and all of a sudden it's uh, not there anymore. Shumachala gashmiim. It destroys gashmiis. Umeser hagashmi miyos nimsa begeshem. It takes something that was physical, and all of a sudden it's not it's not there anymore. Klal v'zeinin ruchani. And that's, and, and that's why fire can do this. Fire is the most spiritual. Which is the opposite of physical. So the nature of fire is such that it, whenever it comes in contact with something physical, poof, the physical is gone. It says something like this, but there's two types of fires. When you talk about physicality being destroyed, it can be for two reasons. Right? The Yitzhar is also called fire. The chen ha-gehenim, gehenim is also related to fire. So there's one type of fire which is destructive by nature. V'yesh eishel ma'ila toiv. And then there's another fire like malachim and so on, which is also destructive, but it's a positive destruction. What does that mean? Sheish beiz mina kilyoinis l'guf There's two ways for a physical body to become destroyed or to not be physical anymore. Ha'achas, one way, is kashayiyah l'cherfais udaran oilam. One is simply destroying simply destroying. So there was something that was physical, and you're not uplifting it, you're not transforming it into anything better, you're just simply destroying it. That's called the fire of Gehenna, that's called the fire of the Eight Sahara. it's just destructive. Vahabe is, however, the other way of getting rid of Gashmias, is Kasha Yoshev Kuleitzura, is when it's overtaken by Ruchnias. So there's two types of fires. There's a fire which is all fires have this quality of taking something that's Gashmi, and all of a sudden, it's not Gashmi anymore. But that could be in two ways. One way is simply destroying the Gashmias, and the other way is by overwhelming it with Ruchnias. Overwhelming it with Ruchnias to the point where it's transformed into something that's Ruchni. Rav Tzadik says in the context over there, that when we talk about Malachim being related to Eish, or Nevi'im, being described with this like lapidesh, a fiery thing, and all you know, going to Shemaim in a chariot of fire. The meaning of that is, is that, yeah, there's a certain level of their physicality of the Novi, and certainly by Elio Novi that his physicality was lost, but it wasn't destroyed. It was, it was, it, it was nishapech, it was converted into Ruchnias. The Ruchnias of who he was overtook his Gashmias, and literally he becomes a Malach. A Malach in that way is this idea of Kulay Ruchni, of a being who also has a body. That's why 
a malach also has a body, but the body of a malach is, is completely overtaken by by the ruchni of the malach, and so it's in that sense a malach is described always with this idea of being of, of fire. So let's go back. We have two types of fires: this fire that's fueled with shemen, and this fire that's fueled with anything else. One can suggest, and you'll see in a second, that this is the fundamental difference. When you have a fire that's fueled by shemen, then the way we view that fire again, fire means a, a power of getting rid of Gashmi. But how is that taking place? When you're dealing with a fire that's being fueled by other sources, that's a fire that's just simply a destructive fire. Not, it's not necessarily bad, but it's just destroying. It has the power of just getting rid of Gashmias. When you're dealing with a flame that's being fueled by Shemen, this is a flame that gets rid of Gashmias by turning it into Ruchnias, by overwhelming it with Ruchnias. Why is Shemen like that? So in Ramaka number three, there's another sefer from Rapsadeh called Kuntras Eis Eichel. It's all about food, okay, and how to eat. So in Kuntras Eis Eichel, it's printed in the back of Pritzadik and Bracious. So on page 239, he's talking about the Shiva Samina, okay? And Rapsadeh has a klal. It goes back to earlier sources, too, that the Shiva Saminim and the Pasuk correspond to the seven midos of how Hashem made the world. So... In the Shiva Samina, we have uh, Zeis Shemen, right? You have uh, ol- olives and olive oil that comes from olives. That is number six. So that's the Midah of Yisait. That's the Midah of Yisait. So it says something like this. The Zeis Shemen, olive oil and olive oil, who Yisait? It's the Midah of Yisait. Kizayis, now he explains. We know in Chazal there's a very interesting dynamic between olives and olive oil, right? Kizayis Meshakech. The Gemara says a person that eats olives... It brings uh, forgetfulness. V'shem and masker, but oil that comes from olives actually makes a person remember. So Tzadik explains like this, that both olives and olive oil are all connected with the midah of Yisait, the midah of bris, but there's a situation, God forbid, of where there's pagama bris, and there's a situation of shemir bris, everything is, is, is good in that area. Pagama bris in the writings of Ratzadik is always associated, the Midah of Yisait is always, when, it, when it's Pagamabris, it's always associated with Gashmi, unchecked. Gashmi just doing its own thing. Uh, I'll give you an example. Malachim, as I mentioned before, Malachim are the, are the uh, poster children. You know, they, they represent Ruchni over Gashmi, right? That they have a body, but, got, but the body is completely overwhelmed by the Ruchnias. We find in Chazal many places that Malachim are very much uh, in, in, in tune with Kedusha Sabris. For example, when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Shemayim, it's Moshe Rabbeinu, but the Malachim have a, like, they have like a, like a racist term for human beings, right? What's their shtach? What's their, Yulud Isha. Yulud Isha. Yulur is a, is a nice way of saying taivas, that these are human beings that are created from a man and a woman, that it's all about taivas and those in Yonim of Midas HaYisai, that's not completely Bikdush of Atara. Ma Yulur Isha Ma Yulur Isha The Gemara says, for example, that, that Chachamim, Erev Shabbos, would go out to the fields in Makal Shabbos, they would wear their talis. And the Gemara has a lashon that when you would see these Tanoim and Chachamim wearing, you know, going out with Mutsiyatzes, with their talis, it would mamish be like a malach. They would look like malachim. See an association between a malach and tzitzis. The Gemara says in many places, a number of stories like this, the Gemara says in Misa that a guy that was doing crazy things, right, he was going up, up uh, to an area to do an aver with a woman, he was getting undressed, and his tzitzis smacked him in the face, and the tzitzis brought him back to be mechazik himself, to to hold himself back, to be more holy. Tzitzis is always associated with holiness, with the opposite of just body, the opposite of Gashmias. Ruchnias, overwhelming Gashmias, and, 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 and realigning physical activity with its rightful purpose. That's what Midas HaYisoyed is. Yisoyed means focus, it means purpose, it means don't get distracted along the way with with side things and inyanim that are not essential. Yisoid means focused on what you're doing. That's why malachim, which are so disgusted by pagamabris, their whole, what's a, a malach means a shliach. What's a shliach? A shliach is 
hyper-focused on their mission. Right? We all know, last week's parasha, one malach can't even do two shlucha, right? Can't do two messengers, right? The yisoy, the, the, the midah of yisoy of a malach is so hyper-focused, he can't even allow himself to think of a secondary shlich, shlichas, which is, which is also important. Completely, completely focused. That's why Yisvat Tzadik, who is the embodiment of Midas Hayisad, Yisvat Tzadik is the first person who describes himself in Tanakh as being someone who was sent as like a shlich of the Rabbanu Shalom to help out the brother, right? He's after, when they come back and they reveal himself, they, they, you know, he reveals himself on Yosef and so on, and the brother's real nervous about it. So he says, L'michya shulachani aleichem, Hashem sent me as a shlich to support all of you. He said, yeah, Yisvat Tzadik, the Midah of Yisad, is holding on to that. This is why, this is why, even by tzitzis, going back like tzitzis, it says in Pasuk, why do you wear tzitzis? The word tzitzis comes from the word tzitz, which means to gaze, to see. This is why it's also related to kahanim. Kahanim also are very much connected with Kedushas Habris. They are a family that the yichas of kahanim is extremely important. Right? Kisif se kain yishmu das, v'tar Hashem so all of these things are interconnected. The Midah of Yisait, the Midah of Shlichos, the Midah of Malach, the Midah of, of, um, of, of Shemir Sabris. It's all related to this, in Ruchnius, overwhelming Gashmias. Again, Pagamabris means Gashmias just overwhelming the, the, the inner content of what's happening. And we understand that with this Indian of Yulurisha, so there's the inner content of what's happening, the kavan of what's really supposed to be happening. That's the tsura, the tsura, the ruchni, the, the point. And then there's the, the, the side things that come along the way, which distract the human being, ma Yulurisha. And that's something that malachim don't have a shaykhis to. This is why even in halacha, there's a lot to talk about, even in halacha, the concept of shlichus, basically, shlichus shalatin kamaisa, right? You send the messenger, it's like you. That the concept of shlichus is, is, is separating between who you are physically and who you are mentally and who you are in terms of, in terms of your intention. Like, I, I, uh, I can't uh, make it to the meeting, so I'm sending you on my behalf. And it's as if I'm there. Well, what do you mean? I'm not physically there. But in terms of who I am in my ruchnias, in my tzura, in my machshava, in my kavana, like... My, the point of this mission, I'm there. My chaymer is not there. So the whole Indian of shlichas, the whole Indian of being a malach, is all about the gashmi being completely overwhelmed by the ruchni, by the chaymer being overwhelmed by the tzura. So she, let's go back. Zeis Shemen, we're going to see in Rav Tzadik, it's amazing things, that Zeis Shemen, as number six in the Shev Samidas, in the, in the Shev Saminim, is the Midah of Yisrael. Zayis is representative when things are not going so well in that area. And that's why the Gemara says a person that's accustomed to eat olives, it's a skula for forgetfulness. Because that's what it means. Bris means to remember. Bris means to be hyper-focused, not to get distracted along the way. I'm a shliach. Chazaka shliach shlichusai. I'm not going to distract it. I'm going exactly what my target is. I'm focusing on that. That's why, by the way, Yosef, right, who is the Midah of Yisoyed, gets punished to add, to add he, he's in prison for another two years. Why? For the big Avera of trying to have the butler remember him. So you see, Yais Vatsadik, this Indian of, of, of memory and, not, and not, having, not having someone remember him, you know, in a way that's, you know, that's not the way the Rabbanu Shalom wants it. The Rabbanu Shalom is very mocked with Yosef when it comes to memory, with Zikarin. And that's why, you know, that's what's going on over there with Yosef Tzadik, that inning of memory. So, 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 Zayis is the Kamabris. That's when there's Shechcha. But Shemen is what? It's Kedusha Zabris. Shemen means, Shemen, a person eats olive oil, says the Gemara, that's a school for remembering. So olive oil means Shmir Zabris. It means Yisait. It means Yisait. That's why going back to what we're saying, if fire is fueled by shemen, that's a malach of fire. That's an elyonavi of fire. That's a fire that doesn't just destroy gashmias. That's a fire that's, that's, that's converting gashmias into ruchnis. That's overwhelming the gashmias with the, the mission, with the ruchnis, with the tzura. It's not just I'm getting rid of things. It's, 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 it's overwhelming the side effects with the focal point 
of the Midasai site, and that's what a Malach is. So all these halachas that we were talking about, based on Migdash and so on, where you have the, the, the fire being fundamentally different if it's being fueled by Shemen, quite possibly it's along these lines. A fire that's fueled by Shemen is a malachtika fire, as opposed to fire which is fueled by other things. It's, it's just a fire that gets rid of Gashmis, but not by, not by overwhelming it with bris, not by overwhelming it with yisoid, not by overwhelming it with that sense of tsura, that sense of, of ruchni, of, of point, of purpose, of, of, of attention. So it's interesting. So that's interesting with the Mizbeach. It, what, what it happens to be, it's, it's an interesting discussion because we do find a relationship between the Menorah and the Mizbeach. The sheet of the Raman, for example, is, is that the Ner Maravi in the Menorah had to be lit from a coal from the Mizbeach. So it is a good question. You have to think, like, so why Taka, why, why would the Mizbeach's fire be fueled by wood and so on? It's, it's a good question. It's a good question. But you do see that there is a Akpada that we do have that there should be some connection between the fire of the Mizbech and the fire of the Menorah. Maybe that's part of, of sort of the tikkun, of like sort of trying to uh, be masak in all other fires to give it a, a connection and a root to the fire of Malachim. That even when you have just destruction, destructive fires and things are just being destroyed, somehow in some way it's being taken back. And maybe that's the process of the, of the tshuva that this person bringing the carbon has to go through, right? By him bringing a carbon, he's basically saying, I, I gave in to the fire of Yetzirah. I felt the fire of Gehenna. But by doing that on the Mizbech, and the Mizbech itself being connected to the Menorah, with the Ner Maravi, according to the Rambam, it's sort of, that, that's sort of the tshuva process of where it might, um, it, you might have experienced it until now as just a destructive fire, but through your tshuva, it's actually now turning into a fire of elevation. So it could be that that itself is part of the uh, the and that the person bringing the carbon needs to uh, needs to have. Could be. So he says like this again. Let's just go inside. Let's, let's see a few points. It's just fascinating. He says um, again. shemen who you cite, Right. O, uh, olives bring forgetfulness, and oil brings remembering. Vascholo The beginning of all not good things is shechah. It's, it's forgetting. Like the Pasik says, because of this, that Shemen is related to to Yisait, to me this to, to Shmir Zabris, who Roim is but this is also why we find very often that Shemen is also associated with Torah, with learning Torah, with wisdom. Right? The Pasik is Shemen al al Always have oil on your head, Shalom said. It means always learn Torah. What does Torah have to do with this? So the Rambam says that what's the biggest school uh, for a person not to fall into taivas is to keep your head focused on learning, right? But Ramam says only a mind that's empty of Torah is a mind that's going to be full of other things. But if you learn Chachma, and if you fill your mind with Chachma, automatically it means that uh, you're going to be hyper-focused in what's important in life, and you're not going to fall for the distractions of, uh, of other things that might come along the way. And so Shemen, which is all about that side of keeping focused, of that Malach, that Sura, the inner content, and not getting lost in the Chaymer, and the physicality of it, is always going to be related to Torah learning as well. That's what Torah, the big, that's the biggest school that we have is Torah, right? In Metzasa, you know, in you meet the Yet Sahara, what do you do? Go to base Medrash, right? Learn. It says, because I heard this from my Rabbi from Ishbitzer, the way to fix the meat of Yisaid is through learning Torah. It's through learning Torah. Now he says an amazing thing. The Gemara says in Brachas, Amrinim, we say that Mikra, the entire Pasuk of Shir Saminim, the Gemara learns each one for a different Shiurim. In other words, there's a certain uh, measurement in halacha that you need to know what a remind is for certain measurements. And uh, every one of the shows to for different measurements. Uh, now he says like this. But what's interesting is that a zayis is the most common shear. It's the most common shear. Why? Pirish, what does it mean a shear? <laughs> okay, so in halacha, a shear is uh, how much matzah you have to eat. But in, in, in panemius, what's a shear? Pirish ketam, it says in Pasuk, noida b'sha'arim bala, that that the husband is known to the kala in gate, in, in the gates. What does that mean? So uh, the Zohar Kaddish plays with those words, bish'arim, bish'iurim, that every single yid has a certain level of understanding the Rabbanu a certain level of 
of Dvekas, there's a certain level of interaction with the Rabbi Nishim, that's called your shear. That's called a shear. Now this inyan of everyone having their own personal deep hiskashras with Rabbi Nishim, that's the midav Yisai. Yisai means hiskashras. It means hyper-focus, means that attachment between you and your mission. Your, that that midah of a deep attachment, that's what the midav Yisai is. So that's true with a mission, like Mishlichas, and it's also true with you and the Rabbanu Shalom. Your ability to really know the Rabbanu Shalom and be connected to him in a very deep way is fundamentally connected with your Midah of Yisai. That's the Midah of Yisai. Therefore, he says, most Shiurim in Halacha are going to be based on Zesim, based on Olives, because the Olive is the Midah of Yisai, and the concept of a Shir in, in Pneumius, in the Neshama, is is your ability to sort of, your sheer, your, uh, your, your amount of real understanding of the Rabbani Shalom, your hasaga is going to be connected with your midah of Yisait. So he says like this, it's a, he says like the v'shiurim, hukav hamidah, da hasaga Hashem yisbarach b'leiv. That's uh, the, 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 the concept of shiurim in, in, in Avodah Hashem means your particular amount of capability of really perceiving elikus. The roiv shiurim bezeisim, and most shiurim are revolving around zeisim. Why? Ki boy who side kav hamida, because that's the mida v'isaid is 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 very relevant to this ability to experience the rabbanu shleilam. The roiv shir hasaga who gefi nekiyone b'isaid, and most of a person's ability to experience elikos and to be sensitive to rochnias is fundamentally connected with how they're doing in the mida v'isaid. That's what he says over here. So therefore. Shiurim, which is, again, in Vodis Hashem means how much are you able to really perceive Elikos and feel that spiritual sensitivity, it's going to be connected with Zesim. It has to do with how you're holding in that world of Shmir Sabris. It's a fascinating Zach. So the more Mechazik in that Indian, the more spiritually sensitive a person will automatically, the, the bigger your Shir will be. The more, the more you work on your Zesim, the more the, your Hilcha Shiurim will, will develop as well. That's what's going on over here. But again, tying it all together, this is the aside that Shemen is the Midah of Bris, and which is very much connected with Malachim, Ruchnius over Gashmius. So flame that's fueled by Shemen is fundamentally different than flame that's fueled by other things. Flame that's fueled by Shemen is a flame that's about Ruchnius overwhelming Gashmius, whereas flame that's fueled by other things is just simply getting rid of Gashmius, but not, but not by transforming it into something elevated. The Midah of Yisait is always about about ha- having that, that, that the ruchnius of focus to the point of where everything else is completely irrelevant. So same thing with ruchnius and gashmius. A malach is so hyper-focused on ruchnius that the gashmius is completely irrelevant. And that's the type of ish that Bez Hashem uh, we're looking for and we're hoping for. Okay. You didn't think